With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Have you and adjusted your mock in the last hour? Have I adjusted my mock draft? I mean, I'm kicking it around in my head. You know, I, I haven't officially put a pen to paper mock draft yet. I don't know if anybody wants to know who my sources are. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're, we're still, uh, we still got a ways to go. We got four days left until this thing really gets underway for real. So. We're still tweaking yeah, the mock draft. There'll be a lot of tweaking. There's going to be a lot of tweaking lot based of tweaking. on what the betting market's doing. Uh, we've talked about that in hour number one. We had a fun hour number one. We had Matt Miller on, ESPN NFL analyst. The it's draft seven analyst. rounds. Wow. Seven round mock draft. He just released it today on ESPN.com. So uh, that's a lot of names there. What is it, 262? Or how many, how many guys? I thought it was 256. I thought it was, but it could change. Year, yeah. They could have added, subtracted. Well, yeah, Miami, we, don't have a, we only have 31 first round picks, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was 256, but okay, it could be yeah. more. They could have always, added more supplementals in there. Yeah, it's always the, the compensatory picks. It always varies from year to year there. But uh, we had Matt Miller on. We also had our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel on in the last segment talking some NBA. Our buddy Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata, will join us in 30 minutes to give us uh, his take on what's going on in these NBA games yeah. as well. as We'll see what happened in the, in the fights. Let's see I how they it, made out with that. I'm sure he did good, and I'm sure he's got a good – Kentucky Derby pick, too. Oh, yeah. We got to start talking to TG. Got to start talking about the Derby. Yeah, the Derby's coming up here in a couple of weeks here. That's a fun I, I, I remember just sitting in my living room in Seattle, bet on Medina Spirit, just because I was like, I recognize that trainer. That's the only thing I know about. It was Bob Baffert. And I was like, yeah. I, that guy's always at the Derby. He's always celebrating. Let me bet his horse. And then it was 12 to 1. It was a nice little cash uh, on Medina Spirit. We didn't cash last year, though. So we'll, no. try, we'll try to right that wrong this upcoming year in a couple of weeks. But let's play a little bit of game. Our producer, right, Elliot yeah. Bowman. And he loves games. He, he loves he, games. He's the you Gene love, Rayburn of the here. You love games, here. too, don't you? He's the Gene Ray. He doesn't even know who Gene Rayburn is. I have he's, no clue who that is. You could yeah, he ran could match be outside game. right he now. He ran match game for years, you know. Yeah, no. Maybe I'll Google him during the break here. Good, but uh, this game that we're about to play all here, right. Michael Let's Lombardi. See, I got okay. Here bet we go. big, bet small, or no bet at all. And this is with plus money draft props. Okay, and we'll go down like the it. list here. A number of guys, and then we'll decide if we want to bet big, bet small, or no bet at all. The first one, and this ties in with what we talked about at the top of the show. Tyree Wilson, the Texas Tech pass rusher, to go number two overall right now at BetMGM plus two fifty. Is that a bet big, a bet small, or no bet at all? I would bet small. And the concern here is not the talent. It's the medical. I I don't know where he is on Houston's medical board. And everyone's medical board in the league is completely different. Okay? You could have a guy as a five on your medical board, which means he's a reject. And another team could have him on as a three, which means you could take him, but you can only take him at a certain point in the draft. And then somebody might have him as a two. The word that I've received from talking to teams is, and again, the, the teams I talk to, it goes from he's off our board to we could take him. Mm-hmm. He will be ready for camp. He's got a, a, a screw in his foot that he missed, so he's missed the whole offseason in terms of he was at the senior bowl, but he didn't participate. He didn't do the combine. He hasn't worked out before the draft. And so, and this isn't a Cleveland Farrell who doesn't want to work out before the draft mm-hmm. like he didn't do. This is, I can't work out. So, but I would bet small on that because I truly believe they like him in that building. I think the ideal draft for the Houston Texans would be to take Wilson and get Richardson at 12. 
I think that would be like the, the perfect scenario for them. To me, from what I've heard. Now, they could change that. That could change uh, because maybe the owner comes in and says, hey, we got to take the quarterback here, and they don't want to take Richardson at two. It's not the value. But to me, that's what my understanding is. And there is probably people in that building that like Will Anderson, so they're having that debate. You know, who do you like better, Will Anderson? Like Matt Miller was talking about, he likes Anderson. Anderson, even though, you know, he qualifies it by saying, you know, he's as good as he's going to be. That You never want to hear that. Like no. you'd never want to hear that. He's as good, you know. This you want somebody with growth, with with upside. So um, I, I think that would be. I, but I would bet small there. I wouldn't go all in because I think the uncertainty of the medical makes you concerned. Now you just brought up the point. You said that the ideal draft for the Houston Texans would be Tyree Wilson two, Anthony Richardson twelve. I think they like. I think the. I think the idea of Richardson's appealing to them. Right, I think okay. the athleticism and the fact that they have Davis Mills and they have Case Keenum and they don't have to play them right away. Now, you could mm-hmm. say, well, they should play them because those guys can't play. I got that, right? I mean, you know, we can go back and have that Davis Mills discussion in terms of as it relates to your client, Justin Fields. R- Richardson's going to be a client of mine as well. I'm sure he's league. definitely going to be a client of yours. <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't know how you do it. I mean, Jim Rockford was charging 200 a day plus expenses and never got paid. You're never going to get paid by these guys anyway. Are you kidding me? Out here in Vegas, I'm like, knock v. law, buddy. So uh, I, I think to me that the head coach has got a lot of say in Houston. Mm-hmm. And that would. Now, maybe your other client, Trey Lance, comes into play here. Wow. Maybe, he, maybe they trade for Trey Lance. Wow. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's. Has the familiarity with Trey Lance? Here's what I will say about the Trey Lance market. If Houston and Tennessee are not interested in Lance, the rest of the league won't be interested in Lance. It raises my eyebrows if they're not interested. They've watched him every day practice. They know him. They've been around him for two years. So Richardson, the fact that you brought that up, I almost think, not to revise the game that we're going to play here, I'd maybe bet a little small on Richardson to go second overall. No, like 20 I would no, but, but you just said they're interested at 12, perhaps. I, I, again, you, you, you know, we've been doing this show now for a long time. They don't, can't grade him high enough to pick him at two. But you just said that the owner could step in and say, hey, we need to get a quarterback. Which yeah, one but do they you can't, like? They can't take the quarterback at two. I mean, he's just not. I mean, maybe they have Levis graded higher than him, but they, don't, they know he's not going to be there at 12. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Just, no, I'm just trying to see if there's plus money long shots. That I we want can that Twitter, here. Femi. Come on, no, give I'm me, just a, saying, give me I'm that just Twitter, saying, Femi. You know, I, I think Richardson's a better player than Levis. But hey, uh, let's move it along here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you just say that? I said it. He's got better it potential. He's certainly not. A, yeah, you could say it again. <laughs> I mean, he he has better. He has more potential. But they did not. I mean, Levis played better than Richardson in terms of just watching him on tape. He played. Mm. He, I, I like Richardson. I don't like. I'm not a Levis guy. But I think Richardson has more upside, there's no doubt. But on tape, just great production, you can't say that. Well, I mean, the, the point that you brought up with Richardson only playing one year, that does uh, scare me a little bit. But I feel like R- Levis, we saw him play multiple years. And in multiple years, I wasn't impressed. So why would I factor in experience when the experience wasn't good? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, there you go. I'm not taking Will Levis as a client. I can tell you that. All right, so. Okay, just checking. Uh, how about Will Anderson? Under three and a half, plus 175 over at DraftKings. Bet big, bet small, no bet at all. I think I would bet big on this. I would have a hard time thinking that the Cardinals, who need outside pass rushers, if he's there at three, he's kind of perfect for them. The character is impeccable. He's a hard worker. He's got production. He gives them everything they want. I mean, I can read the the press clippings now. We never thought he was going to be there. We never thought he was going to be there. We had to take him. So I would bet big on that. <laughs> Number one overall player in our draft. Yeah, he's the stuff. best player on our yeah, board. It's yeah. shocking he made it to us. You're picking three. You know, like <laughs> It'll be interesting how six teams will get the best player on their board. It's yeah. funny how that works there. But any concern, though, just in case if because do you think the Cardinals like Anderson more than Wilson? Because that would be my only. I can't tell you what the Cardinals here. like. I just kind of know. I know Monty really well, and I know Monty's probably going to try to hit the hit it down the middle of the fairway, not take chances with mm. character. I mean, Jalen Carter should be their pick. Mm. I mean, he should be the pick over Will Anderson. I just think to me, it's a little bit of a of a messier situation. Could they mm. trade with Philly and go to go to what? Philly's at ten. Yep. And you know they go to ten and. You can get a left tackle at 10. They could get a good player at 10, and Philly ends up with Carter at three. That could happen. Well, let's talk about Jalen Carter. Under six and a half plus 115. Bet big. You didn't even let me finish the question. Bet big, huh? Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. 
Wow. Plus 115. Look, I, I think there's a lot of conversations. He doesn't love football, all that. You could make that case on every defense alignment. This is the best player in the draft outside the quarterback position. To me, the two best players are Bryce Young and this kid. And then there's a gap. Then there's a gap. And you've got to be able to rectify and get comfortable with the character. You've got to do a good job with that. You know, and you got to feel like you, he's going to come in, and you're going to have to have a plan to, for lack of a better term, manage him to make sure that you, you know, he's not on an island. You know, these are young kids. You've got to be able to to step in and and show them what it is to be a professional player. You know, and if you have the right supporting team around them, you know, if you put him on Philly's team with, you know, Fletcher Cox and Brendan Graham, and mm-hmm. you show him what it's like to be a good player. You got a better chance that if you put him on and say, "Okay, you're our guy. You got to be the. You know, you're going to dominate this." He's too good of a player to not go. Assuming you can rectify the character, which is a hard thing to do. And Philly also has a couple of his teammates, college teammates, Dean and Jordan they got Davis, Jordan Davis, and Kobe Dean. Dean. So they know him pretty well. Yeah, you keep linking Carter to Philly as a Cowboy fan. I don't like it. Yeah, of course. Well, you're gonna have a hard time blocking him. <laughs> I've watched him play. I know that for sure. You brought up the point though that the people are questioning whether he loves football. I know he came in out of shape to the pro day yeah. down in Athens, but is there anything that you see on tape no. that would suggest that well, he doesn't see, love football? Like all defensive linemen, there's moments where they're not playing to the level Take you a want. Playoff. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time yeah. in defensive linemen. It's just part of the position. It's it's a physical game. It's a physical, it's mm-hmm. the rigors of the game uh, that wear on you, but he's really too good of a player. He's got that unique ability to shed, and he's got – no, nobody talks about this trait of defensive linemen. It's the ability to accelerate off the shed point. So when you get rid of the offensive lineman and then you burst to the ball, that, that's a quality that is rare to find. And when you see that, you, you're like, wow, i got to get that. You know. And there's some guys in this draft that have it even actually later in the draft. I was watching a guy the other day that had it, and you know, people have him as a college free agent. You just, To me, that's a rare quality to have. How about his Georgia teammate, Broderick Jones, under 13 and a half, plus 140 at DraftKings? I think I would bet small on that. I think he's the second. I think, you know, the, the, the Ohio State kid, Paris Johnson, and him, I, there's some debate back and forth. That, you know, I think both of these kids are going to be really good players. I like this guy. I, I think if he were there for the Jets at 13 and they still had that pick, I think he goes there if he's lucky to make it to there. I think this tackle is a little bit of a board that people feel like it's not being talked enough about, especially in that 7 through 14 range. But you're confident that Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones are ahead of Peter Skaronsky. Yeah, I think Skaronsky is a guard as much as everybody wants to make him a tackle. All right. Skaronsky is a highly touted out of Northwestern, but might not have the arm length that the NFL desires at offensive tackle. Let's do pick your poison. NFL draft on the other side. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. 
And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call. 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. He's Michael Lombardi, former front office NFL executive. I'm Femi Abebefe, guy who talks into a microphone. <laughs> We're hanging out here. And defends a lot of clients. And defends and, a lot of you know, clients. I mean, you are the public defender. You really are. You're not well, getting paid. You, you know, you're not yet. doing that. So I, I just <laughs> got a text from Mike Samich. He asked me a question about... That he thinks, and Mike, Samich, Mike Samich, Samich, Samich is great. He He's said, awesome. I woke up and he said, I got a text from a friend who bets on the draft, and there's steam around that the Pats could trade 14 plus Mac Jones to get the number two pick. Mm. And have I heard any rumbling? Because, again, what did I say earlier in the show? The Pats had Levis into their ca- camp. Yep. He came and I think that's where a business. lot of that is coming from. Do I think that's plausible? I, I don't. I just don't. Mm. Mike Samich is over here, is taking away. Uh, some of the uh, ideas I had for our mock draft Monday. I was going to ask you that very question in our mock draft Monday for the GM shuffle tomorrow. Yeah. And here's Samich is already asking you right now. Yep. I mean, yeah, he's well, on top of it. That's, he's on top of everything, yeah. man. Still so, stealing my thunder. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll have some other fun stuff that we can discuss tomorrow on the GM shuffle. Make sure to look out for that. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. But while we have time right now, let's play a little pick your poison. Okay. And this is going to be with some draft scenarios, and we're trying to find out which one is more likely. And this first one is really interesting, just based on the movement that we've seen now in the betting market okay. with Will Levis now the odds-on favorite to go number two. So the options – the Texans take a quarterback at number two, or the Colts pass on a quarterback at number four. Which one is more likely? Uh, the which one's more likely? The Colts. I don't. Uh, the one is more likely is. I, I don't think either one's likely. I think the Colts won't pass on a quarterback, and I think the Texans won't take a quarterback. Hmm. So you're asking me which one's more likely? That's mm-hmm. a hard one. I mean. Could the Colts pass on a quarterback? The boy's not giving up easy questions, man. Yeah, I mean, this is hard. I mean, this is poisonous. <laughs> I, I, I think I would take the Texans based on this market to take a quarterback at two mm-hmm. just because of the way the market has shifted, and I'm not sure I understand it. And if it's this Will Levis rumor that's going around, I can't believe it. You know, I mean, Belichick has never traded into the top five in his career. He's had one top five, ten pick at six. That's typically not what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're. I don't think that they're ready to give up on Mac Jones. I think we just saw Bill O'Brien talk about everybody has a fresh start. They got Bailey Zappi, who they like. I think they're going to try to see where this ends up this season and go from there. And then, you know, like seriously, I mean, Belichick's way smarter than I am, but why would he trade somebody he knows for an unknown? Like there's a lot of questions that you can't answer on Will Levis. A, he, didn't st- he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford's the biggest one for me. Mm-hmm. 
And Penn State's a really good team. They might have won a national championship if they had a blue-chip quarterback or an elite quarterback who could carry. You know, I, I, I get that Levis has got great arm strength, but he's the antithesis of Brady in terms of timing, anticipation, poise under pressure, yeah. all those things. I mean, I'm not trying to destroy the kid. I hope he goes early, makes a lot of money, has a great career. But to me, you know, again, let's go back to my original conversation about studying the behavior patterns of other people mm -hmm. in the league. That's really an important quality. Know who, know who you're competing against. This is so anti-Belichick that it makes no sense at all. It's comical. Like, when is he? Go if he's going to trade up to get to get the second pick in the draft and give up a bunch of assets, I promise you that player's going to be a, a damn near Hall of Famer. And you don't see that when you watch Will Levis. You? No, I do not. Okay, thank you very much. Not. But now, uh, I know a lot of people in that New England area have talked about how maybe there's a souring in the relationship between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. I, I, I already I see the the strain on your face. I, right I mean, now. I don't. You're not buying that. I don't buy it. I mean, look. I think. I think. Look, it was a bad year last year, uh -huh. and I know New England fans didn't didn't like the year they make the playoffs. You know, the the Raider play. The Plunt, Minnesota, losing to the Bears at home on Monday night. I mean, those three games go a different way. They're a playoff team. Just I mean, if one of them goes a different way. Exactly. So, like, they're not as far away as we're making them out to be. And they got to get Mac fixed. I mean, Belichick has always been from the school of, look, here's 15 things you do really well. Here are the two things you don't do good. I'm going to work on those two things. Because if I get rid of you – because you can't do those two things good, then I might find somebody who doesn't do it. I might not be able to replace you. Like, he's going to try to work his way to to repair and get to Mac to where he was as a rookie. Now, do I think that's doable? Sure I do. I just think, to me, he's not one to just give up on a guy, especially one that he doesn't, you know, he's seen good. You've seen good and you've seen bad out of Mac. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think the offensive line was really poorly coached last year. They weren't good. They needed to better. They needed to protect the quarterback. Mac turned the ball over way too many times. Didn't protect the ball. Their offense wasn't choreographed completely. That'll change under Bill O'Brien, and you got to give that time. But Levis doesn't solve any of those problems I just mentioned. Hmm. You know, Barry Switzer, who when he was coaching the Dallas Cowboys, said that. Troy Aikman and him aren't really going out for RC Colas. You know, they don't have to be best of buddies to be able to coexist. Is that the situation in New England that Bill and, and Mac they're not they're not having the RC Colas together? They're not a You know, it's funny. My son showed me yesterday, since we in the cone of silence, we don't talk about anything other than outside. He showed me a video of Deion Sanders talking to the staff. And I'm gonna write about it for the Daily Coach. And he talks about Dion basically telling the strength coach, look, if I see you guys hobnobbing and hanging out with the players, you're out. Like, there is a separation between player and coach. It was for Brady and Belichick. It was for Mac Jones and Belichick. Mm -hmm. Belichick's job is to get the most out of Mac Jones. It's not to be his friend. It's mm -hmm. not to be his buddy. It's not to go hang out and say, yeah, buddy, well, let's go see Springsteen tonight at the stadium. No, 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 that ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, my job is to make you a better player. Your job is to become a better player. So, like, we make too much out of this social relationship that doesn't really need to happen. Mm. Yeah. That's that's fair enough. Let's get on to our next one here. This scenario is interesting. Only two quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 or five QBs drafted in the first round. I would say uh, only two quarterbacks picked in the top 10. I would take that. I think we've overvalued the quarterbacks. I think it's a one quarterback draft. I think Bryce Young is really good. If Bryce Young is 6'2", he's a generational talent. He's not, so there's a concern about that. Okay, who else? You know, Richardson, a lot of problems, 13 starts, doesn't play, right? Watch the tape on Richardson. A lot of bad decisions, lacks, lacks rhythm with his feet. Great athlete, mm -hmm. but a lot of missing parts. You know, we talk about C.J. Stroud, a lot of things you don't like about the tape. Ohio State's offense, looks to the sideline, doesn't call the play, leadership skills, where all that stuff. Will Levis, you know, poise under pressure. Can he make a cut? Like, I'm like, it's, there's no sure thing here. And we know even when there is an alleged sure thing, only two quarterbacks make it. That draft where Darnold came out and Baker Mayfield, right? The guy that sat in the room for 32 picks was the best, was one of the, Josh Allen and him. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, to be there, you, you've got to be realistic in the evaluation. There's this quarterback class isn't elite. Like I, if Levis ends up being a, 
a full I don't think Levis is better than Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett went 20. Mm. And, and that kind of jives with what Matt Miller was talking. He said he has his, Levis's 30th overall player. I mean, look, the, Levis is a stronger arm. Pickett has better rhythm and timing with the ball. I mean, you know, I'm sure Levis is a bigger hand, but I mean, Pickett went 20. I, I, I don't, and, and to me, I don't think Pickett's ever going to be an elite top five player, mm-hmm. but I think they know in Pittsburgh, if we can get enough supporting cast around them, we can manage him to where we could win some, we could win. I think that's a smart thing, but they got him at 20. They didn't pick him at two. Yeah. I remember last year, the, the picket hand size thing. That was all the, that was all, all the, we all talked the about, yeah, which, you know, and whether it's a concern, but yeah. you know, you got to look past it at times. How about this next one? My guy, Anthony Richardson picked in the top five or Richardson falls out of the top 10. I would say fall out of the top, no fall out of the top 10. I, I look, when you pick Richardson, you still need a quarterback. Like, you know, when you have your depth charts and you say, this is a team need quarterback. Okay. When you turn Richardson's card in, you still need a quarterback. You haven't solved the need. You hoped you've solved the need, but there's nobody on planet Earth that can guarantee that Richardson's going to be a great player. There's no one who can guarantee it, Mm. right? There's no one because the tape doesn't lie. He's got 13 starts. I mean, you're talking about this guy being a top 10 pick. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman. He won the Heisman. The next year he came back, and Louisville was a play away from beating one of the best teams in the country in Clemson, and he went 32. Like, how are we? Who's a better athlete, Richardson or Lamar? Ooh, that's a good. I mean, Richardson's a hell of an athlete. So is Lamar. Lamar is too. Yeah, Lamar is a hell so of an athlete. So is Lamar. Don't dismiss that. I mean, it got, I mean, but Richardson set combine records. I don't care. I mean, it was, that, yes, the the under, was. underwear Olympics. I mean, okay. So let's say Richardson's a little bit better. Yeah, but Lamar's a better quarterback. He's a much better quarterback. Yeah. He went thirty second. We'll continue this discussion to wrap up the show, but coming up next, our buddy Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata, joins us here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi here in downtown Las Vegas. And we were chuckling during the break here as we're bringing on our next guest here, our buddy Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata. Neither of you guys are buying the Sixers after they swept the Brooklyn Nets' first sweep since the 1980s for Uh Philadelphia. TG, how we doing? (laughs) Doing well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, listen, we, we had a lot of Sixers fans in here yesterday uh, to, to watch the game, but I don't think anyone is, uh, is all that optimistic. I mean, you have obviously the Embiid injury now looms very large uh, over this team. And, you know, even Doc Rivers says, you know, he thinks it's around 50% chance he's ready for, uh, for the next series for game one, whenever that may be. Um, so I know uh, Paul Reed, he stepped up. He, he played a nice game yesterday. But uh, listen, that no doubt if they play Boston, which more than likely they will, uh, they're going to need Embiid. Uh, and not being at full strength is a problem. I mean, they to sweep Brooklyn, uh, that's what was expected of them. Uh, Brooklyn is not necessarily a playoff caliber team. So Sixers got done what they needed to get done. But uh, once again, facing an Embiid injury in the playoffs is not ideal. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's running to your betting window to bet the 76ers to get to the conference finals or to get to the uh, represent the East. I, I think only Femi's getting carried away here with his 12 more wins. He's hook, line, and sinker, TG. I root it. for you guys to have fun. Sorry. But let's talk about let's talk about the games today. Uh, are the Boston, you know, obviously a high-scoring game, the last game against Atlanta. Atlanta shot the ball really well. 70-some points in the first half. Are you seeing a little bit more movement towards Atlanta today, or we think Boston's going to kind of come back and make this uh, work? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. The Hawks are not going to shoot 65% from the floor like they did in the first half of game three. And 
I think not expect the Celtics to play as poorly defensively as they did either. Um, look, there, there's always the possibility. There was always that possibility. Atlanta could steal a game in this series, and that's what happened. But no one is panicking in Boston. Uh, the, the Celtics team is still a much better team than Atlanta. The, the Celtics just need to refocus on defense, and they will be fine in the series, and they'll get ready for the Sixers in the next round. Uh, you know, what we're seeing as far as the betting on this game uh, right now, you pretty much have Boston laying six, which is uh, right where it opened. Uh, should be a high-scoring game again. Uh, high total right now in this one, 232, 231 and a half, depending where, uh, what shop you're looking at. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think just the Celtics need to refocus defensively here, and uh, they'll be just fine. We're speaking with Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. I'm sure a lot of your customers, TG, will be focused on the game that's about to tip off in 90 minutes between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. Right now, the Knicks have a 2-1 series lead and are two-and-a-half-point favorites for game number four. Total, though, is kind of where I want to talk about because this thing is at 205. Yeah. Every game has been going under. I mean, and these like the last game looked yeah. like it was out of 1997. Mm -hmm. Is 205 even low enough for this game between these two teams? Yeah, I agree. You know, as far as the total in this game, as you said, unders three and zero through the first three games of the series. Big adjustment though, with this number now at two oh five uh, from game one, when that total was at two seventeen and a half. Just last game was at two eleven. Now we're down to two oh five. But um, you know, this series is going to come down to whether or not the Cavs can get it together and not let the Knicks eat them up on the boards, and they also need to defend better inside. Yes, the Cavs had the terrible shooting performance in Game Three. Went just seven to thirty-three from three. Um, that was after shooting almost fifty percent in Game Two from three. So I expect the Cavs to shoot closer to average here today, which for them is thirty-six point seven percent from three. Uh, the Cavs though will have to defend and once again rebound. Uh, this will be a tough environment for Cleveland at the Garden this afternoon. But I think this series is far from over. If they can manage to take this game uh, and regain the home court advantage in the series, uh, one thing to keep an eye on, though, the play of the Knicks bench, they were a huge bright spot in game three. Uh, can they continue that production today? Yeah, I, I think that's going to be critical. And I, 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 I think this has got seven games written all over it. I think it's a back and forth you know, and I think to me, it's I know the garden's electric and it's got a lot of, you know, it's going to be hard, but you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's got a, you know, when he's on his game, I, I don't know. I just think to me, this is going to be a seven game series. If the Knicks can find a way to win this one, then to him, how, how about the Kings Warriors? I mean, where are you on that one? Are people running to the window to bet the Warriors? I know they're a seven and a half point favorite at home today. No, I know you're not seeing uh, a ton of people running to the window to bet the Warriors here, uh, but they, they get Draymond back uh, along with Gary Payton and, you know, things started to look better in game three. You know, they, they moved the ball better and took care of the ball. And, you know, now getting back two of their best defenders, but uh, this is going to come down to the Warriors continuing to take care of the ball in games one and two, the Warriors turned the ball over 37 times. And that led to 41 points for the Kings. And the Kings also tallied 41 points off of offensive rebounds in the first two games. So protecting the basketball, that's going to be the key for golden state forcing the Kings into more of a half-court game. But again, even if they win today to even up the series, they still have to do what has been most difficult for them this year, and that's a win on the road. TG, Denver and Minnesota, the Nuggets four-point favorites as they try to complete the sweep in the Twin Cities here, total at 224.5. Is this all Nuggets money just based on how Minnesota's looked throughout the series, dating all the way back to the playing round as well? Yeah, pretty much. It's been, you know, Denver open three point favorites now up to four in this one. Uh, it, we've been seeing mostly uh, Denver money here. And I, I really like the mindset of this Nuggets team in a series where the Timberwolves are clearly overmatched. You know, the Nuggets, they're not thinking about taking their foot off the gas. They, they want to close out this series, continue to be aggressive, and then they can sit back and wait for the next opponent. Now, Minnesota did put together their most complete effort of the series in game three, but it still wasn't enough. You know, they were able to stay within striking distance, but they could never really get over that hump completely uh, to tie it up uh, late in the game. So uh, I really expect Denver to take care of business tonight here and, and end this series.
Well, TG, we were watching a lot of basketball yesterday. How about the boxing? Saw Tank Davis go yeah. ahead, knock out Ryan Garcia, seventh round knockout there. How'd you guys make it out the window with the big fight here in Vegas last night? We did pretty well on the fight. You know, it was um, it was interesting because we were taking a lot of uh, money on the dog throughout throughout the day. You know, Davis was just uh, maybe going back two weeks ago. Uh, here we had him a two dollar sixty five cent favorite, and even yesterday, you know, some shops still had him around that price. We were we were two twenty in the morning, and uh, by the flight time, uh, he went off at, at uh, two ten. So. Um, you know, it was a good result for us, but I think overall, just the fact that their boxing was able to put on uh, a great matchup, an attractive matchup, two guys in their prime, undefeated, uh, it, it's great for the sport. It, will, it had the feel of a big fight. It was a big fight. We had a tremendous crowd in here last night, standing room only, so there was a ton of interest in it. So kudos to boxing for finally being able to put on uh, a show here where you have two guys who are relevant, still very much in the prime of their career, uh, and being able to get that fight done and then put on. It was uh, just, I think, a great thing for the sport in general. Uh, TG, this morning we woke up to Will Levis being the number two pick overall as the betting favorite at BetMGM, your shop there, and a DraftKings slightly a little bit less at minus 140. Uh, where are you at the Borgata? Are you at the minus 145, too, on Will Levis going number two? I don't even have that market up yet, Michael. Uh, uh, smart man. Going up, uh, smart man. Tomorrow, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – listen, I don't uh, I don't really understand that uh, particular scheme, but not necessarily for me to understand it. You just have to, you have to pay attention to uh, who's making what bets, and uh, that's how you have to – to book these drafts uh it, it all comes down to who is uh who's making the plays and uh and the timing of it i know tg you guys have the first overall pick market up are you going to be putting up some more draft markets starting on monday or maybe a little bit on tuesday yep. or so yeah we we will be uh you know we we typically put up a, a decent number of props uh the week of so uh, you know we we try to play a little bit more conservative uh but um because it's just not uh something that you, you typically will make much money if anything at all on but uh, yeah we'll have uh we'll most of the markets up uh coming this week he's too busy booking 76er championship tickets i mean he can't maybe, have time maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe and beat and the boys will turn Embiid, you guys into Embiid mvp in the series too he's got those yeah, tickets and beat mvp tickets probably gonna get paid out oh, next yeah, week paid tremendously. <laughs> that'll be the last you see of them too <laughs> he is thomas gable raises sportsbook vector tg thanks for the time buddy we'll talk to you later all right, thank you, guys. All right, we'll wrap up the show with some more Pick Your Poison on the other side. It's the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMG. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today and get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. It's been a fun show. Two hours, man. It flies by quickly here on these weekends, man. Uh, we get excellent guests. Our, our producer, Elliot Bowman, hooks us up with a lot of these great guests. Uh, we had Matt Miller on at 7.15 West Coast time earlier this morning. ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. He just released his seven-round mock draft over at ESPN.com. Jonathan Von Tobel. VEASAN host, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, our senior NBA analyst. Thank you to JVT, and thank you to Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata. And Michael, I think our pro tip that we give people for this morning is something that we talked about earlier in the show, about how the late moves when you're betting the draft markets tend to be right because mm-hmm. people the limits are higher they're making bigger bets and these bets are very informed. Yeah, they are, and somebody knows something. You know, I'm not sure if the Levis to New England rumor to go to two is true. I mean, because to go from 14 to two, takes would, a lot, man. it's going to take an awful lot. And so it, more than just a player. So, you know, uh, I, I, I don't buy that. I don't know if that's driving it because they brought Levis in for a visit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Knowing them, they do their due diligence on all the quarterbacks in the draft because they have to, because they may have to play against them. So why not? This is a great opportunity to learn more about the players. Remember, the draft's about learning more about the players before the draft than after the draft. So, uh, you know, this one I can't put my finger on, but I'm going to keep trying to dig and see if we can find something out here. I think it's it does, having been at VEASAN for almost five years and four drafts, it does pique my interest and tells me there's something I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting move that we saw in the market yesterday. And I think just like the fact that the limits are higher, that's where I keep coming back to it. All right, this is coming from people who are betting big money, and you're not going to be betting big money just guessing. You clearly have some sort of inclination. But that remember might last be year, remember last year, a lot of people thought Thibodeau was going to go too. That is also and true. And people were betting big money on that. And he was telling people he was going too. <laughs> he thought he was going. He so. thought he was going too. So I, I temper that, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was literally telling people he was going to, and he didn't. And so, and I don't think a team lied to him because I've never told a player we're picking him. You know, I told Eric Metcalf once, if we could get up to get you, we're going to pick you. But I, I 
didn't know if we could do it, you know? And so that to me is, is always, you really can't predict the unpredictable. You just don't know. I mean, think of the great story of this. And I wrote this in my new book, Football Done Right. Joe Montana at Notre Dame was loved by a lot of different people, but no one loved him more than Bill, Bill Tobin's wife. Bill Tobin was the general manager of the Chicago Bears. His wife they, in Chicago, Notre Dame area, watched him. The morning of the draft, of the 79 draft, she says to Bill, promise me you'll draft Joe Montana if he's there. Please. And Tobin says to his wife, if he's there in the third round, I promise you we'll pick him. Well, guess what? He was there in the third round, and they drafted Willie McClendon, a running back from Georgia. And the 49ers picked him five or six picks later, and they got Joe Montana. So I don't know how Bill explained to his wife what happened, but stuff happens in the draft room Mm -hmm. that's unpredictable, that nobody knows until you're in the room. And that things change. It's just think if Montana was a bear. Now, yeah. you know, would he have been the same player? Yeah, Montana was going to be great no matter where he went. It would have been different, but it would have been great. Imagine that, his, Tobin's wife. That is the ultimate I told you so. Every single year you watch him play, and it's just like, I told you. Told, I told you should have picked him. I mean, told you should have picked him. And then not only did not only did told you I should have picked him. I mean, look, hey, how about the Cowboys? I mean, we can go through chapter and verse of these stories. The Cowboys are sitting there, and the Steelers are waiting to make a pick. The Steelers are letting the clock go all the way down. They can't decide whether to pick jo- whether to pick uh, Lynn Swan or John Stallworth. It's down to the wire. It's down to the wire. The Cowboys see it going down to the wire. They write the name Lynn Swan and they're picking next. So if wow. the if there's a moment notice, they're going to slip. And finally they convince Dick Haley and the, the Art Rooney convince the uh, Chuck Knoll that look, we'll get Stallworth later. No one's going to pick him this early. And they turn the Swan card in. And the Cowboys have to watch Swan beat him in a Super Bowl. That's yeah. painful. That's that's tough. that's painful. That is tough. The one that I always remember from my childhood is in, in 98 with the Dallas Cowboys, being a Cowboys fan. I mean, we all watched college football that year. Randy Moss was a Heisman finalist, and it was, oh, my God, can you imagine pairing Randy Moss with Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith and Aikman? And the story that your boy, Bucket, Brian Broaddus always tells that Jim Garrett was in the draft room and said, hey, we got to take Randy Moss. I know he has some off-the-field stuff, but this isn't the Boy Scouts. Like, this guy is a yeah. legitimate player. Cowboys took Greg Ellis, who had a nice career, but mm-hmm. – not Randy Moss. Well, I, the other problem is a lot of times you get bad information on the character, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can remember sitting with Lou Holtz years ago, gushing, not 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 like gushing. Oh, he was like loving Randy Moss coming out of high school, and he had him in Notre Dame. Yeah, had him in Notre Dame, and then Randy had the marijuana. Uh, he got picked up with marijuana in his car or something like that, and Notre Dame walked away from him. And then Bobby Bowden had him, at, had him at Florida State, and, and they had to walk away from him. Again, what is his character? You know, sometimes we often make I – mean, we had Warren Sapp. We should have, he should have been a Cleveland Brown. But we had misinformation on character. This is what kills you, and you just don't know it. I mean, the morning of the draft, the morning of the draft, we found out something about Sapp that was completely wrong, that came from a reliable source in the league office that was completely wrong. Could it have been a plant? I don't think so. It just was wrong. Mm. It's, it's what makes it an inexact science. And I'm sure there's even more and more stories like that of teams passing on players, the, the woulda, coulda, shouldas, that uh, change the course of the NFL. Changes it, it completely, right? It absolutely So, I, I mean, anybody that sits there and says they know, you just don't know. And, and, you know, because nobody's presented with the situation of the draft on draft day that actually transpires. Right. So you didn't tell me this was going to happen. So when you asked me if I would pick this guy, I said I would. But you didn't tell me this guy was going to be available. Mm-hmm. See how that all changes. It's a yep. Rubik's Cube. I mean, it's constantly moving around and and you just don't know it until it shows up on draft day. So it really goes back to the tape, understanding the people in the draft, understanding who's making the decisions. Yeah. Well, that's why I think a cool thing that people don't really realize that teams do. They kind of go through these mock exercises not like they're not making mock draft but they almost have like these right. exercises. what like, happens if hey, this what guy's happens a, yeah like right uh, what are we doing if this guy and here's available would we trade down here's what happens would we move here what would happen if we did this you know if you're philadelphia you know what are we doing at 10 how does it relate to what we're going to do at 31 mm-hmm. or 30 
you know, what are we doing here? How's this all going to come together? Could, should we trade up from 10 or should we trade up from 30 to get two picks? I mean, how are we doing that? So you're constantly playing it out. And you, you as, as I think we said, I think Chris Ballard said it the other day, that there were only, they only had 17 first-round picks on his board. Everybody only has 17 to 20 first-round grades on their board. And that is that makes it very challenging. So now if you lost your first – I mean, think about this. I mean, not to keep bringing up old stories that are in my, that, no, that are in my are book. They're, they're, they're I mean, fantastic. I mean, Ozzie Newsom's sitting there, and he, you know, he wants Napoleon Harris, and we pick him at the Raiders. Horrible pick. Uh, you know, and there was another player he wanted. They're out of first-round grades. They're out of first-round grades. And they try to trade down. They can't. They take their best second-round grade player, Ed Reed. Wow. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. Ed Reed's now wearing a gold jacket. And well, and deservingly so. And then if you read, the, the and I wrote about this in Gridiron, if you read the comments after the draft, Ozzie got criticized for not trading up. He got criticized for taking a player way too early in the draft. And again, it, it verifies the number one statement in the draft is it doesn't matter where we pick them. It matters how they play. Which is weird because Ed Reed was a baller at Miami. I don't know why you get criticized for taking Ed Reed. And I mean, because I just call the, football why you get though. criticized is because he wasn't in anybody's mock in the first round. Like, that's the authority. Oh, he's not in my mock in the first. You know, Cole yeah. Strange wasn't in anybody's mock, but yet he's a good player. Yeah. Oh, Ed Reed just, I don't know, the alpha dog of this team that just went ran rupture over college football. <laughs> like, like that's, like but he wasn't. I mean, they, they really, you know, I mean, like that, that pick was one of those that was hard to get. Yeah. Uh, which NBA game are you most excited to see in today? I'm a, I'm a can't wait to watch the Knicks. I love, yeah. I love the garden. On, I, I love the garden. Garden, afternoon, Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to the Warriors too, but I love the garden. Yeah. We're looking forward to all the games. Good luck with I'm all of your I'm looking forward to GM Shuffle with you tomorrow. I'm looking for Mock Draft Monday. Make sure to look out for that. Uh, we have the handle coming up next here with Dave Ross and Matt Brown here on VCB Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.